Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi. You know what it is. It is the Telling Everybody Everything Dick Spesh. This is a dick special. We are going to be answering emails. I think most of them will be on the subject of circumcision, but they could be any dick issue. And I'll tell you why. Last week, as a recap, because I know some people listen to this podcast out of order, a British woman living in America wrote in, and she had had a number of sexual partners in America, all of whom were circumcised as is uh, the cultural norm in America. I think 65% I've since learned of little boys when I was born were circumcised in Canada, and now that number has gone down. It's like 35% and slightly higher in America. But in the UK, I think some people didn't know that. And we are largely not circumcising babies here unless it's for cultural or religious reasons. So she had these sexual partners and they were terrible uh, lovers, just bang, 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 and they could never finish and it was causing her issues and she was thinking, do I have a problem with me? Like, what's going on? And I just thought it is very disrespectful to speak about a community that you're not a part of sometimes. You, you can comment as an observer, you can ask questions, but I'm not the owner of a penis. I don't really know about penises. I also don't want to offend any community or any person who has been or has not been circumcised. This is not about your culture, your religion, your beliefs, your dick. I'm sure your dick is great. And if I were speaking to a woman who'd had female circumcision when she was born or like ears pierced as a baby, whatever it is, I would never want to shame you about your body. This is just a conversation about what should we be doing with our kids? Because I know that there are a lot of listeners who are having babies now and they're asking the questions. So I would love to get some more insight onto this. So I have invited the owner of the greatest dick in the whole world, my current husband, Bobby Kay. He'll be joining me in a minute to answer emails. But first... Holy shit. The welcome news that the government is allegedly rolling out this four-phase plan to get us out of our houses and back to a quote-unquote normal life. We can start going to the pubs in April. We can start shopping in April. We can start being inside a restaurant in May. We can start going to sports events and doing tennis, if you like that kind of thing. Everything is meant to be pretty sweet by June 21st. They're rolling out the vaccine. I think loads of the elderly, at least, and vulnerable, and 
whomever qualify have been vaccinated already. So people are, I mean, I think people have mixed feelings. Some are really excited. Some have become more introverted than before. And they're thinking, oh my gosh, I don't really want to leave my house. It's a whole mixed bag. But I feel a special kinship with the conspiracy theorists because they've just been working overdrive this whole time. And I don't blame them because this is a difficult situation to explain. It's unprecedented in our lifetime. I just question why conspiracy theories always have to be negative. People love to say the vaccine has been untested and it could affect your fertility. And actually, it's a pathogenic primer and it's meant to make you infertile. Uh-oh. They're giving it to your 90-year-old grandma. How many babies was Nana Jones planning on cranking out over the next two and a half months of her life? I'm not saying it's safe or unsafe. I don't know anything about it. But what about a conspiracy theory that was positive? How about, oh, the vaccine affects your fertility. So, you know, if you're a man, you'll you'll all of a sudden get people pregnant with quintuplets just by like coming on their tits or, oh my God, can you imagine Myrtle, my 85-year-old gran, she had the vaccine and she's pregnant now. What about that? What about a pathogenic primer that made you more likely to become Spider-Man when you get bit? Where are the happy conspiracy theorists? Show yourselves. How are you feeling about the end of lockdown? Please email me. You can always email me about anything, anytime, telling everybody everything at gmail.com. But without further ado, he is five foot eleven, weighing I don't know how much right now because he just built a gym and he's been in there a lot. He enjoys golf, American football, power tools, and some sort of American football game on the computer that I do not know the name of. He is the love of my life. He's a perfect specimen and the owner of a penis, which is what we need for this episode. He's going to have a very different take on some of the emails than I am, surely. Let's get to them. It's the Dick Special. Please welcome Bobby Kutstra. Thank you for having me. I'm kind of um, somewhat of a Dick Specialist. Yes. All right. So I have collated, is that the word for it? A few emails that I could see I received throughout the week about circumcision mostly and perhaps penises. I haven't read them yet, and I'm glad that you're here to help me go through them. This one is the first. Catherine and Bobby, a few years ago, I got circumcised in my mid-30s. I was really happy with the outcome, and I wish I'd got it done earlier. I developed a condition which affected the elasticity of my foreskin. It started to become tighter, which made it very uncomfortable getting the skin to move freely over the head of the penis. Are you familiar with this condition? Um, I, I've heard things. I had a, a friend back in Canada who had a similar 30s circumcision mm. uh, for health reasons. What does that mean for health? This sounds I, like health reasons. That's what I mean. So, oh. and the fact that they're both health reasons. So he so didn't heard of it. describe to you whether it was an elasticity uh, issue. Maybe it, I just wasn't paying attention enough, whether it was elasticity yeah. or like something else, but I'm sure it was very similar. Men just give maybe like the bullet points. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't need the full details, but I'm just glad it can work out for anyone to have the, you know, circumcision in their thirties. And how was the recovery for him? From what I heard, just like getting uh, boners, erections, stiffies, woodies <laughs> were a bit painful and yeah. irritating and would slow down the recovery. But you know what? I'm sure it healed quicker than a lot of things. We had an episode about childbirth where the prolapse community really came after me hard for not recognizing their strife. 
And I mean, stuff like that can take years to heal. Uh, I'm kind of almost guessing here. I think it was like a four to six weeks recovery. Whoa. Maybe months before any uh, intercourse. Okay. So this guy goes on to say, To be honest, I think I'd probably had this condition for years and years, maybe since puberty, but I'd sort of struggled on with it. It occasionally led to anxiety before sex because it was sometimes quite painful and I'd have to stop and sort things out, etc. Wearing a condom was better, but I basically knew that something wasn't quite right for a while. Then things started to get worse over a few months in my 30s, and I eventually did see a urologist. He suggested circumcision, and it was realistically the only route going forward. I was happy to go for it by that stage, even though I had feared it before. A few months after the operation, I was so pleased I had it done. So firstly, yes, the head of the penis obviously becomes more desensitized once it's out in the open all the time, but it certainly does not become numb, because the woman who wrote in originally in the email said... Like this dick she was dealing with, you could slam it in a door, basically. Yeah. I don't think it detracted from sex at all. Besides, I'm pretty sure it's not just me, but the physical arousal during sex is not all about the sensation just in the tip of the penis anyway. Overall, the lack of anxiety contributed a thousand times more to the enjoyment of sex than any lack of feeling that it was taking away. So just to stress again, I really felt like the difference in physical feeling was negligible. You can't know if you would feel more if you were Well, not it's tough because, I mean, women and both men, some things work for different people as far as, you know, female parts, clitoris stimulation, some others. So same with guys. I'm sure some things feel yeah. better. So whether it's circumcision or not, I'm not sure. Hmm. Secondly, the whole process from initial doctor appointment to surgery and recovery was far less embarrassing, less physically uncomfortable, and took less time to fully recover than I had imagined. Okay, so getting erections during the middle of the night turned out to be quite painful during the first two weeks of recovery and surprisingly common. I didn't realize how often we have erections during our sleep until you get woken up each hour of the night by one, but not overall too bad. And after about two months, it was ready for full use again. I would definitely recommend it to anyone that has an inkling they're going down the same path. I have two young boys now, and whilst I will be more alert to them having similar issues, we have not taken any precautionary measures of getting them circumcised. At the faintest sign of problems, though, I'd seriously consider that option as it saves problems later on for a little downside in my view. This That is very helpful. So even though he had a circumcision as an adult, he has not gone for the, we know, what we grew up with, which mm-hmm. is just like routinely circumcising his sons. Yeah. I, I mean, good for him. I, I don't know if I'd... Feel the same way. You probably would just circumcise them if you had kids in Canada and oh, I yeah. wasn't their mother. That's for sure. I probably 100% would. You would just do it because why? Well, listen, I grew up um, so hanging out with other boys when you start playing hockey or going to the football locker room. Um, we grew up with the stigma is if you, you know, weren't circumcised, you were kind of poked fun at or sometimes bullied or. It was just easier growing up being circumcised in that kind of atmosphere. Yeah. And then you get used to it. You get accustomed to just thinking it's the norm. Yeah. When obviously it's cultural. So, yeah, had I still been in Canada now without thinking, I would have done that. But that's just how I grew up with it. I'm circumcised, so I just would do the same thing. And you know that I feel that you have a beautiful penis. But if I had a son, I don't think that I would be thinking, well, I really want my son to grow up with... Like an aesthetically stunning... I don't know. Well, yeah, that's a weird thing to say for sure. I know. I like this guy. I think he's right. If it it gives you problems, you can 
address those problems. But if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. I mean, I'm on the fence with it. If, you know, my partner feels strongly IEU with not getting one, that's fine. But I would, you know, if you were strong with getting it too, I'd be fine. I don't think it like I don't think ultimately matters that much. But am I the first person who had like a violent reaction to the idea of circumcising a baby that you've met? I wouldn't say you're violent, but you're definitely the most outspoken of any of my past partners. My yeah. reaction is violent. No. Yeah, I haven't been pushed yet. But trust me, if somebody tried to take my baby in circumcision... Well, yeah, I know that I don't stand a chance to get that circumcision done. <laughs> you wouldn't be able hypothetical to... hypothetical one, but... You wouldn't be able to watch it. No, I wouldn't. I'd have to let you handle that, obviously. I wouldn't be able... I wouldn't watch it either. That's why it wouldn't happen. And you know, a few people have also reached out and been like, you're a hypocrite, Catherine, because I bet you took your little baby girl to have her ears pierced. Number one... There's no historical precedent for like the church meddling with my baby's ears and my baby's ears are not genitals, number one. And number mm. two, no, I didn't take my daughter to have her ears pierced as an infant. Anyway, next email. Okay. Catherine, having heard the circumcision chat on last week's episode, I wanted to give you some of my own info. My first boyfriend when I was 18, and he was also 18, had a condition where it meant his foreskin was too small. He had a big dick. And the tightness meant mm -hmm. he couldn't clean properly and it was uncomfortable for him. So he had a circumcision age 18 to correct this and alleviate the discomfort. I took his virginity in the night and can confirm that he did not change in sexual behavior post-surgery. He also lasted a long time, both pre and post. He was always toxic. <laughs> Whoa, that came out of nowhere. Well, he was 18. Aren't all 18-year-old boys like kind of toxic in a relationship? Probably. Maybe. I mean, highly likely, yeah. Yeah. And he was always super horny. One day, after shagging seven times, I mean, nice. she's going to need surgery. After shagging seven times, when I turned down the eighth time because my vagina was done, he accused me of not loving him. This was post-surgery. In summary, some men are just dicks, regardless of their dicks. Yeah, it's too bad that she didn't love him. <laughs> you don't love me. Yeah, well, I think we're dealing with children in this email. So hopefully, maybe he grew up to be non-toxic. So she's saying that it didn't really change when... Yeah. And I I would think that it wouldn't change, but I don't know. I just know I don't have any problems. Well, it's good to hear anyway for people who yeah. are considering an adult circumcision. It doesn't... Yeah, this email could, that He could I have been hitting, a, you know, when he was grade six by a football down there and lost some nerves. Who knows? Like, Yikes. Yeah. A lot of things could happen, but... Do you know we care a lot about men's sexual pleasure because I receive emails all the time. So often that I can't even read them all out. I just pick and choose emails randomly sometimes. But then I read them and reply privately. So many women are like, Catherine, I've never had an orgasm. I can't have an orgasm. I'd like to have an orgasm. Some of these women are in their 30s. Mm. And someone's just let that go all their lives. But now I'm getting lots of feedback from women who are like, no, let me tell you about the sensitivity of my boyfriend's penis before and after. You know, like they take data. Hmm. Here's one titled Circumcision Insight from a Gay. Catherine, I'm a 26-year-old man living in the U.S. I'm circumcised and all my sexual experience has been with circumcised men. Trust me, we can finish just fine. But I understand how sensitivity can be an issue. I was recently listening to another podcast called Sloppy Seconds. Hmm. And that had a guest who was a teacher of tantric sex. No time for that. Not interested. Well, no, that's takes that. Yeah. Like no offense to Sting, but I don't know. Don't these people have jobs? 
He explained that when some men masturbate, they use a death grip, which trains them to thinking they can only come from aggressive rough sex. The answer? Lube. Masturbating with more lube and focusing on the head of the penis as opposed to death gripping the shaft will help retrain the penis to find more sensitivity. This is why some men will say they can't come from blowjobs, but with a look at their masturbatory practices, they can retrain themselves to do so. Learning this has definitely made me assess my own masturbation style and has led to some very positive discoveries. I have absolutely zero experience with vaginal sex. Ooh, he's a gold star, gay. Oh. But I'm sure your listener's vagina is fantastic and she will find a man, cut or uncut, who won't treat sex like a game of whack-a-mole. I love this guy. Yeah, this guy's a real artist, a jerk-off artist. Um, the death grip, I've never heard that before. That's what I practiced in the past and currently. What? Um, <laughs> what I can't relate to is the lube. I, it's just, I won't ever use that. Well, That's a mess. This We're not gay, you know? like. No, that has nothing to do with gay. But no, some, but it's I like whatever you first start doing when you're a teenager, you just kind of... I think, unless you start like switching up things or sitting on hands and doing some weird stuff, but I think you just stick with what you did in the first place and use that. But I don't, you know, blowjob or sex doesn't change any sensitivity for me. But you know, not to generalize the gay community, but a lot of my gay friends, they are way more artisan when it comes to sex. Yeah. This guy, he knows what he's on about. Yeah, he does. He knows his stuff for sure. So that is very useful information for the woman who wrote in. If any of your exes who are terrible at sex are still in contact with you, you tell them about this because that is advice that you can really put Yeah, I really, sorry to cut in. I really feel like this girl that wrote in, she has a guy that's just a one-off. Like something happened. It was like 10 guys. Oh. I think she lived in maybe a unfortunate, dodgy, pornography infested town. Where maybe the young men, they were all circumcised. But it can't be 10. Like, there's there's something's not right. She, you know, maybe that's she's going out and having one night stands and it's drunken sex and they're just giving her an excuse or she's not, I don't know. I don't want to even begin maybe down that path. Maybe they have drinking like, problems, yeah. Because, yeah, when you do drink and let's say she's having a lot of drunk sex, whatever, and guys are drunk, it's, it is sometimes a problem for a lot of guys. Maybe it's like a university town. Well, and... that's, I mean, if it's something like where it's a hookup culture. Yeah. Yeah, you can't blame it on circumcision or not. She was making uncircumcised men come very easily in the UK. That's an interesting case study. Okay, another email. Catherine, to start off, I'm currently in my mid-20s and I've been living with my circumcised penis for about a decade. Like You're my sister's husband. Age 10? Like, wow. Okay. Well, he's in his 20s. Well, yeah. I don't know if my sister's husband will want to speak on this issue, but he grew up in a culture where you circumcise boys when they're, I think, 10 or 12 or 8 years old around there. And he was circumcised on the beach on a rock. And they just told him to run into the ocean and the salt water would clean it. So he remembers very clearly having been circumcised. Yeah, I would hope so. That seems pretty, you know, memorable. Yeah. Okay. Before my circumcision, I do remember a few but not many sexual encounters before the operation. I do remember my dick being quite sensitive. Even rubbing on clothes would leave me with an awkward boner. Only he was like maybe 12 then though. So that's why. 13. But now, post-cut, none of them issues or pleasures, depending on how you look at it. I also do find it quite hard to come. Whether or not I've self-pleasured myself before relations with my partner, it seems the circumcision has made sex mildly less enjoyable. But on the upside, because it's not popular in the UK, girls seem to dig it. 
So someone who says it's less sensitive there, but then he is comparing himself to his teenage self. Okay. Catherine, I just listened to the podcast episode where someone wrote a letter about having long, aggressive, and unsatisfying sex with circumcised men. I want to thank you for giving people a platform to talk about these private matters in public, because otherwise I would never have questioned the quality of sex with my ex-boyfriend. He is circumcised, and it always took him a while to finish, like 10 to 15 minutes of aggressive sex. But I attributed that to watching too much porn or being desensitized through the condom. Mm, condoms, yeah. <laughs> or just who he is. Bobby and I are very anti-condom, always have been. Yeah. Which is not the right message. No, but continue. Okay. There are some men who orgasm like once in their entire lives. What? Are there? Uh, doesn't seem possible. I enjoyed it for the most part, but it would be very tiring to get him to come with a blowjob, handjob, or intercourse. Why are people giving handjobs? What's the point? Unless, like, you can't have sex and, like, you're eating a sandwich or something. Like, why? What is the scenario where you would only get a handjob from someone? Have you ever received only a handjob from someone outside of, like, high school? I don't think to completion. Definitely not. They No, no we were always better at it than the girl would be. Right. In popular media and movies, it's a stereotype that men always finish quickly, so I thought I'd caught a rare Pokemon and that he is unique. Listening to this letter made me realize that A, he is not unique and he's not one of a kind. B, perhaps it's not his psychology to blame, but his circumcision. I've never had sex with a non-circumcised guy, at least not more than a brief one-time encounter, so I wouldn't have known that the state of his penis foreskin is an important factor in sex. But now I'd like to give it a go with an uncircumcised guy. Is my podcast becoming a dating website? I'm not sure. Back to the handjob, though. I once did receive a... Oh, you have to hear me out. An under-the-belt, over-the-pants handjob. What? Yeah. Over the... Tr like the trousers? Un or your underwear? So under-the-belt, over-the-pants. I'm not uh, understanding. I know. it's It's a real mystery what does that mean i mean imagine it under the belt yeah over the pants why don't know but anyways just a side story when was that probably don't have to include this this is in uni who knows so she wasn't inside your jeans at all no it was like an over the top but somehow she went under the belt which was the real mystery and i mean nothing happened we were just fooling around but i remember thinking like this is the one and only time this will ever happen in history that's good. She's added like an extra layer of, you know, she's like, I'm not in your trousers. Yeah. But I'm not out of your trousers because I've put my wrist through the belt only. But like she, a bracelet. She must have like scratches on that wrist because like it. Yeah. Maybe she tried to put her hand down your trousers because in this country, pants is underwear. So she tried to put her hands down your trousers, but then oh. she just did the belt. And then maybe she was too embarrassed to like take her hand out and actually. That's do probably. It. So the, she just was like, I'm going to commit. To this over the trouser. There was definitely that. She was committed for some unknown reason, yes. Well, that's what you get for cheating on me. Yeah. I'm glad. I hope that it, like, the denim hurt you. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, the whole experience was just for a laugh in the end. For a laugh? Well, like, it's a funny story, I thought at the time. Yeah. To say an under the belt, over the trousers. Some of these stories are deeply hurtful. I know. Anyways, we'll continue on. We, again, don't have to include that. <laughs> no, we should. It's funny. Okay. You're absolutely right that we were always taught that foreskin circumcision does not negatively affect male sexual satisfaction and that it's cleaner, healthier for the man. 
But hearing this makes me think that male circumcision is as bad as female genital mutilation, but it's just more widely accepted in the world and backed up by thousands of years of religious and cultural traditions. But it does not mean that it's the right thing to do. That is how I feel. Yeah, and I, I, I hear that, but the thousands of years, like it was happening for a reason, whether it's cleaner, whether it's religious, I don't really know. I just know from a personal level, it hasn't affected me. I'm happy with it. It's a difficult discussion to have because you don't want to offend anyone's right. religion or culture and people need to do what they think is best with their children, right? Yeah. However, I do think that a lot of things that we take for granted today as being quote-unquote normal will be questioned down the road. Right. Loads of things. But I'm 100% happily circumcised. Glad I didn't happen at eight years old or had to do any emergency surgeries at 30. I so. mean, you should watch circumcisions on YouTube. I would never. Well, that's how can you make a decision about something if you've not ever seen it? Just based on my own experience. Yeah, but what else do you remember from being eight days old? Nothing. That's why. It's, right. That's the brilliance of it. <laughs> All right. So it's like a matrix situation where you're like, well, what you don't know more. Right. I mean, I don't think I have any issues from it. You wouldn't know. My mom didn't breastfeed me, and I'm pissed off. Well, were they going to come out when I'm like 50 and like, oh. There goes the circumcision blues. Maybe. Maybe. Know. I don't know. Look, selfishly, I'm really happy that you are too. But uh, whatever I could protect you from, if I was there when you were a baby and someone was trying to hurt you, then I would stop them. It's just you shouldn't make it your son's choice to do it later in life. You either do it right away, is my theory, or don't. Unless you have a medical emergency or like need to do something medically. Right. Well, then my parents should have got me breast implants when I was born. That's different. No. Yes. Because it looks better. I mean, how long have breast, people... breast implants have been around, what, since the 80s, 70s, 80s? Yeah. Circumcision's been around for thousands. Breast implants are newer, bigger, better. Yeah, I don't even love breast implants, so... What? <laughs> it is so hurtful to me. But well, I... you said you were going to get them out, so I'm trying to help you feel... You just don't care about much. You're just easy breezy. I'll have you know, breast implants paid for our kitchen or at the very least, one of the bathrooms. So I don't begrudge them too much. Yes, they might be slowly killing me. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to take some time to think about it and you guys can hear from our beautiful sponsors. We'll be right back. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Here's one from a married mother of two teenage boys. Catherine, my boys are not circumcised, and we are Americans, and we live in America. We live whoa, right whoa, up... Whoa, wait a second. <laughs> okay. Got it? Yes. Okay. We live right outside of NYC in a culturally diverse neighborhood where I assume there are equal amounts circumcised and not. I assume. Yeah, see, it's tough to assume, isn't it? When we found out I was pregnant and I was having a boy, we talked about whether we should circumcise our baby or not. My husband, who is circumcised, said no. For the same reasons that you said on your podcast. It's unnecessary, and why, if it's unnecessary, would we hurt our baby intentionally? I remember talking about it with a lot of people, my mom friends, my OBGYN, and even my parents. I remember my circumcised dad, that's a lot to know about your dad, agreeing with my husband that it was unnecessary. So now we have two older men saying unnecessary, even though they themselves are circumcised. And the mom friends are 50-50. I remember I had a friend with three daughters who said if she had a son, she would circumcise the boy to look like his dad. That's the lamest excuse ever, in my opinion. She still has three daughters and no sons. I think of myself as a woman who does her research and can make decisions easily, but this is the one decision where I could not actually decide. I really just ended up letting my husband make the decision, even though I seriously rarely do this. Mm-hmm. We either agree or I get my way. It's actually been something that I worry about because I want my kids to be healthy and confident in their bodies. That said, they're both well-adjusted, confident boys, but I don't really know how they actually feel. It's not like I can bring this topic up at dinner. So boys, how do you feel about foreskin? So I guess my point to this email is to contribute to the dick spesh, but hopefully to get some advice about how a mom should talk to her teenage boys about their penises and how they feel about being uncircumcised. I think you just let them find out in nature, like from their friends. <laughs> Put them in the showers together. You've got this, you've got that. What's happened here? Come home from school and ask your mom what the hell the difference is and why. Just throw them to the wolves. I like that a lot of these women are deferring to their husbands. And that's why I want to do yeah. on the podcast today because I think as much as these issues affect like parents and all of society, you know, I don't like it when men tell women what to do with their bodies you know, like the Senate and everyone. <laughs> but I wouldn't want to tell men like how their bodies should be. I don't know. You just leave it. And like, it's one of the few surprises they have in their life to find out like, whoa, this is something that was chosen for me. I didn't have the choice whether they have or they don't. And then sort it from there. I don't know. Like, do you bring them up, like giving them deep sit downs about circumcision and why you shouldn't, why you shouldn't? Or like, it's not that big of a deal to mm. me. I think the difference for me is if it's not done, then it could still go either way. Whereas if it's done, you can't grow it back. Yes, that's true. Maybe you should have the dad and the grandpa just start walking around in the nude and see if that prompts any questions from the boys. It's probably a problem somewhere along the lines. No. And no teenage boy is going to be like, why doesn't my penis look like grandpa's? Is he jealous or not jealous? I don't think he will be jealous. I think the boys will be like, oh, that's what the older guys did. And if we want to do it down the road, then we can. Surely, if you're circumcised as an adult, then there's a little painful two-month recovery, but you're sedated and, you know, hopefully they give you good drugs and stuff. You know, my honest answer is probably wait till they grow up a bit and just, you know, tell them that there's this thing that some people do and some don't. And here's why we chose this for you. Sorry, so new email? Yes. Okay. 
Catherine, of all the things I've thought about emailing you about, this would not have been it. I am a non-religious Jewish British gay man. We got that? A um, non-religious Jewish British gay guy. So Judaism is like a culture, but it's also a religion, but it doesn't have to be both. I got it. Got it. Okay. And it's a race. I understand. Yes. The topic of circumcision has definitely been something I have thought about over the years. I was guilt-tripped by my sister to go to my nephew's circumcision, where a bunch of men who do not even know my sister stood around and watched as they cut off part of a baby's penis. I positioned myself the furthest away that I could. That's a great idea. In a small, musty room looking the other way, with my grandma and my sister, who couldn't even watch herself, as we listened to the poor child screaming. I did sympathize with my sister as she didn't feel like she had a choice. This is what is done and what's expected. And our father was very excited to show how Jewish our family was to his associates at the synagogue. Her husband also wanted it to be done. So she just went along with it. Yeah. What would you do in that culture? Like you're not going to, it's a non-negotiable. I I think you just, you know, I'm not going to say don't turn up, but yeah, don't watch. Like it's like when someone has knee surgery, you don't go in and watch them cut into your for that reason like i, don't I would I, I if would my child watch. was having knee surgery and i was allowed to be there and watch i would and if my child was awake and i could be of any comfort to my child i would be there well at my own peril i'll let the doctors handle it oh so if we have children <laughs> and something bad happens well, god forbid something bad happens to me and i want you to be there you're not gonna come well would we be like oh yeah just dig in a bit deeper there doc uh, you're doing great like what am i supposed to coach him through it? i just no, but what if I just want to know that you're in the room? Yeah, I'll be in the room. Great. I'm not going to like Passed watch out. like the scissors and knives being like dug into you. I won't watch that. Right, right, right. On the other hand, it's so ingrained in our culture. The idea of a Jewish guy not to be cut does sound strange to me. So I'm glad not to have to be in my sister's position to decide on this matter. Yeah, she's in a tough spot. She is. Yeah. I don't know anyone who's Jewish who has not had this done or hasn't had it done to their children. And none of the people whom I know are religious, which is crazy in these more modern times. When I had my own circumcision, my mother chose for me to have it done at the hospital rather than in some ceremony, which if it has to be done, it definitely feels like a better way to go than have a bunch of men standing around watching you as you have some of your penis cut off. (laughs) Yeah, no, this, the hospital, get it done if you're going to do it. But I understand the Jewish ceremony as well. Well, I don't know, because on this issue of home or hospital, I think a lot of things like childbirth can be achieved at home with less intervention and midwives stand around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a procedure where it is a medical thing, like risking your life. A lot of people do that at home, and I like it. So if you want to have a bris in your living room with, like, men in your community, maybe that's okay. What can really go wrong that you need to be at a hospital for? Snipping the skin off the end of a penis. I mean, it's not exactly exciting to me. No, but it is membership into a community, that community. Well, it's not just that community. No, but I know this is what's weird for us because we don't see it as a religious thing. So, But for that community, it is about membership. And like it is this um, privilege and this welcoming ceremony, like a baptism. Going back to the letter. But the whole thing seems so completely pointless and wrong. I don't agree that it should exist unless there's an actual medical reason for it to be done. On to the question of sensitivity. In my years, I have come across several penises, and he means that. Mm -hmm. Cut and uncut. Circumcision definitely does remove some sensitivity. 
although I really think it depends on the guy and how easy it is for them to finish. I have been with uncut guys who take absolutely forever and cut guys who come very quickly, so I hope that helps. Yeah, that's great because it, it really depends on the person individually, like what has happened, what they're sent, like people are sensitive to other things. Well, I love this insight, like straight from, this is the best person that we could have actually is a yes. non-religious Jewish gay man because he has a It's the gold star, penis. five star, yeah. you know. He has encountered loads of penises. Yeah. He has the cultural background for normalizing this and like celebrating this, but he has different views. But whatever your opinion is, this is the kind of introspection that I appreciate. Yeah, that was perfect. I think it deserves exactly that much attention and then everyone can make their own decision for their child. Another email. Hi, Catherine. I just wanted to jump in. Re-Canadian boys and circumcision. Is this really a thing? My parents are English immigrants, so their boys are uncircumcised. And my husband is German, so he is uncircumcised. However, I don't think a single boyfriend I've ever had was circumcised. When I had my baby boy, it never even crossed my mind that this would be something we'd do. And no one, literally no one, from healthcare workers to friends to family ever even suggested it. I think there are way more uncircumcised men in Canada than you might think. Either that, or I just didn't sleep with enough men while I was young. If you were now, possibly. I mean, I don't know how old this um, person is. Well, she's talking about her own children, so... Well, right, but then she's also going into her past, oh, yeah. and she said 10 people, or whatever what was the numbers. Well, she's in BC. I I can just say, having gone to high school, university in Ontario, that like 90% were definitely circumcised. Yeah. And I would, I'm talking, I would have showered with hundreds wow. of men, boys, you name it. Oh, Bobby. Okay, this next email is from a man who's 35, and he has a Prince Albert I know you don't know what that is. Let's Google it. How did the Prince Albert piercing get its name? The theory goes that Prince Albert, as in the husband of Queen Victoria herself, had a penis piercing in his 20s. No way. Yeah, I don't believe This hasn't been confirmed. Of course it hasn't been. Who can confirm it? But the rumors were strong enough to get the piercing named after him. Some people believe that the piercing helped the prince's penis hang in an aesthetically pleasing fashion in tight trousers, which were the style of the day, while others suggest that he had Peyronie's disease Mm. and that the piercing was an attempt to straighten his penis. What? If Prince Albert did have such a piercing, it seems he was not the first. The Kama Sutra, written far earlier than Prince Albert was around, mentions genital piercing as a way to obtain true sexual pleasure. But it really depends on the type of material you use, as well as how your body and your partner's body respond to the sensation. Generally, it will increase sensitivity in the penis and add a new texture when stimulating the vagina. What the fuck? Because people are like, oh, if you get a circumcised penis, it's less sensitive, but you can put a bolt yeah, through no, your dick. I don't buy that. It may help women. I'll, I'll, I'll agree to that. But What do you know fact- about women? Hold on. They like to stick things up there and have different tools and <laughs> like you have seen some of these vibrators they're like you know yeah but you don't have any experience with women so people are gonna think you're talking about me yeah they will and he's not i'm really boring so he's saying that they put a weight on the tip to bring it down to hide in the trousers more yeah but the balls get in the way of that it would just your think... balls get in the way of that most yeah. people have smaller, saggier balls than you. Yes, I guess so. But I would just feel like that weight wouldn't like curl around and tuck the balls in. Like you would have to weight the balls down as well. That doesn't like make sense to like 
the tight trouser theory. Maybe he had piercings on his balls, too. Could you? You couldn't do that because they would leak, wouldn't they? I don't know. You, you're you on here as the penis specialist. Well, I'm not a ball a piercing specialist or a ball-weighted specialist or a fucking tip-dick-weight-tight <laughs> pant trouser guy. I'm just here well, offering circumcision advice, and I don't even have much to say about that. <laughs> Well, you know more about balls than I do. You know what? Men are so annoying about balls because I'm always like, what am I supposed to do with balls? And he will not say. There's no wrong answer. As long as there is not... definitely a wrong okay, answer. Okay, there is absolutely a wrong answer, yes. Too much aggression or squeezing, yes. But, I mean, anything is appreciated. If you know what to do with balls, email me, telling everybody everything at gmail.com. Getting back to this gentleman's email. He has a Prince Albert. And he has two rings of a Jacob's Ladder. He's also gay. He feels that might be relevant. He said, I've never had much issue with being overly or underly sensitive for sex, but I will say I have only ever achieved orgasm while performing penetrative sex one time. My first time with a girl. And it was also my first orgasm. But every other time, even with men, I have not, nor do I climax while receiving fellatio. I'm not sure what other guys are feeling there, but I don't feel it. I do have a friend who's uncircumcised, and he says he has issues where his foreskin attaches, and he has to use condoms during penetration in order to reduce the friction to that connective tissue. I had no idea there were considerations for that. Oh my gosh, well maybe, maybe it is relevant that this gentleman is gay, because I'm thinking, could he possibly have grown up with parents who weren't cool about it or maybe grown up in the church or had friends who shamed him and that's why he can't come into other men let me just circle back here he's 35 has multiple genital piercings when do those happen i don't know i don't think he got these genital piercings after one time of having penetrative sex who knows genital piercings feel like something that you do down the road where's the diagram for that or the graph or the data for that Let's see if we can research that up. I just feel like maybe he pierced himself a little too soon. Yeah. What is the average age in the UK for genital piercing? Well, you have to be over 18. It's going to be over under 25. What's the age range for genital piercings in the UK? Well, there doesn't seem to be a lot of data on this. It would have to be, for the most part, under 25. No doubt about it. Also, an interesting thing is the only time he's climaxed inside someone is a woman. Well, what advice would you give to a man who can't climax? I don't know if it's a mindset, if it's a nerve thing, if it's a psychological thing. It's got to go back to the drawing board. Or maybe he, when he gets penetrated, that's when he can climax, which I completely empathize with. You know what? I can't climax penetrating anyone either. <laughs> So I love it. I get it. And that's okay. As long as you're climaxing at some stage of your life. Another. Catherine, my family's British, but we lived in the USA when my brother and I were little. I was born in England. My brother was born in America. My mom always tells the story of how the hospital tried to take my brother away from her multiple times to circumcise him. She kept having to ask them why they were taking him away and had to be very, very clear that she did not want them to circumcise him. She's convinced they would have done it had she not constantly asked where they were taking him. 
Probably too much information to know about, but my brother definitely agreed with all of your points about it being a cultural thing in America. It really is not the same in England, and people are always shocked when my family tells that story. This is from a woman, and she doesn't say when this happened, what year, but that's shocking. Yeah, that is, I mean, to be stolen, or almost. Well, this is like an episode of 90 Day Fiance. No, I was just, watch. yeah, exactly what I was thinking, actually. They like slip off into a dark room behind your back and then next thing you know, snip, snip. It's interesting that people always feel that they know best for your baby, you know, and the nurses would just be like, oh, we'll just get it. I don't know about this. It could be a bit of paranoia as well. Who knows? Right. When I was expecting Violet, I thought that people were going to kill me and steal her while I was expecting her off like train platforms. I think that, ma'am, your mother might have been on a lot of psychotic medications yeah because they can give you fentanyl well not fentanyl maybe they give you something to have a baby in america pethidine methamphetamine i think she was freaking out yeah it, it seems like she was just kind of freaking out or we weren't there no 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 i don't know what their game plan would be like what's the end game in circumcising a baby without consent there's nothing to take you over the finish line with that <laughs> I feel like they have, but some people even now with what's going on in healthcare, they believe that there's a quota and the hospitals have to reach certain numbers of things. So maybe that hospital. Yeah, but it's not like speeding ticket quotas where you're like, oh, got to give this guy a ticket and like, mm-hmm. oh, circumcise this guy. He's, we need to hit our quota. I don't think it works that way. Like there is some humanity left, hopefully. I would like to hear from some circumcision conspiracy theorists. Another email. Catherine, just listen to the podcast. I wanted to comment that on the circumcision sexual performance debate, it might be really useful to get the opinion of some gay men. Well, yes, obviously gay men listen to this podcast and I'm getting their opinions. Oh, yes. Gay friends are a great source in such matters. I feel like they uh, generally speak so openly with women about all these things. I learn all the things that I have known, not from like straight men, but from gay ones. Yeah, no, they they have a better grasp on... A lot of things, for sure, sexually and... We're getting through so many today. Catherine, you discussed circumcisions in yesterday's podcast episode, and it really struck a chord with me. Before we met, my partner experienced a medical problem that meant he had to undergo a circumcision early in his 20s. He's in the rather rare position of being able to compare before and after. He says that since the operation, he is less sensitive, finds sexual activity less enjoyable. He definitely mourns this change. And it's taken him time to come to terms with it. And so it absolutely breaks my heart that every year so many healthy baby boys undergo the same procedure for no medical reason. Like you, I understand how culturally and religiously sensitive this can be, but it does feel cruel that we're depriving future adults of their full sexual selves. It's brilliant that as a society, we're speaking more openly about FGM. And I wish we could also confront the mutilation of baby boys' genitals. Thank you for sharing that this is a deal breaker for you. Hopefully it will cause some people to think about their choices. Well, what do you think? What about if you found out definitively that you would be more sensitive if you hadn't been circumcised? Would you wish that anything different had happened or would you still be No, I wouldn't change a thing. I don't have the memories of prior to circumcision, so I wouldn't be able to... But what if I told you now that I could give you 5% more sensitivity in your penis? Would you care? I would decline, like happily decline. Why? Just because I'm happy with my life. I don't like want to change anything. I don't want any added stress or thoughts. Like I'm, I'm happy as is. But I certainly can you know, sympathize with a lot of these guys. <laughs> That's such a Bobby Cootstra answer. 
Well, now I'm good. What about if I give you 15% more sensitivity? No, no I, surgery. Like, I, I'm good. Like, I'm happy. Like, I'm, What I'm, if you could be tw- twice as sensitive in the dick? Uh, what? I'm going to last 10 seconds. No, I'm happy with a little bit of, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm content where I'm at sexually. <laughs> you know, I don't need any spice. That's, hey, I offer a lot of spice. No, but I don't need like more yeah. frills, you know, like I'm. <laughs> I know. Another email. This one's long, but it looks like it's very informed. Okay. Catherine, this is from a gentleman. I have so much to say on this. I'm fascinated by sexual psychology, so I'm sorry if it's very long. So I have seen many a dick, <laughs> some circumcised, some not. But the amount of people who do not know that you're supposed to be able to pull back your foreskin is genuinely unbelievable. Sometimes it might be a conversation about sex and it comes up and they're stunned that they never knew. Sometimes it's a sexual situation and we have to stop because they can't do anything. And if you don't pull your foreskin back before your dick grows, and if that goes in a vagina or butthole, (laughs) it will fucking hurt. Do you know about this? I've heard some things, yeah. I thought that an erection, like, automatically pulled foreskin back. Uh, that's what I thought. But I've heard of, like, having to pull back. But I thought that was just to wee or to clean it. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. Well, we're learning about foreskins today. I know someone who, not to get graphic, it looks like if you chewed up chewing gum and stuck it to the tip of a penis, well, that's what it looks like. He said he can't orgasm at all and he can barely pee. He said the reason why is because no one ever told him he should be able to. And by the time his dick grew, so like 11 or 12, oh, it was too late. And now he needs a circumcision. Mm. And he's not the only one who has this problem. I've even helped straight guys fix their foreskins. Because depending on the tightness, gentle pulling in the shower while soft can help. I think this is caused by two things. Number one, toxic masculinity. And number two, porn, which often go hand in hand. Your face going to um, Violet, we're doing a podcast here. That's okay. You came in at the right time. It's all right. Do you want me to bring it up here? No, that's fine. You just leave it down there. We'll finish this one email and then... I'm really sorry. That's, that's okay, fine. honey. It was helpful. That's fine. No. That's okay. Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, so this suggests that when boys are younger, they're supposed to pull their foreskin back and clean it in the shower and stuff. And if they don't, this is where the tight foreskin comes I think from. this is probably where, like circumcision was introduced to like yeah uh, alleviate some of this potential future problems or issues right because if a little boy like can't think, keep his think way clean. back like medieval times right and, oh like you know it made sense when there was sand right and you know the facilities were not no what we have now. yeah this oh. is there had to have been a reason yeah not to say this needed now necessarily but you know, this is an example of why is you know they were created in the first place. This makes great sense. Now, do we need to, or did they need to? No, but I feel like it may, you know, maybe they did need to. So, <clears throat> if you were in biblical times, whenever it started, and you were walking around and it was hot and they didn't have access to showers a lot, maybe it was just better to be without that, and then. You would grow into a man who had a healthier penis because the last thing you want when you're in like Jesus times is for your dick to fall off. And yeah, you don't want to have like at the age of like 13, 14, 30s, you know, you don't want to have that. And then if, if it's just done right away. 
But right, but we go to Mars now and we have iPhones. So what's the holdup on this? Not everyone is going to be the same. Some will need to be. Some will not need to be. There's, yeah. It's like mm. how many different vaginas are out there with different like particles. <laughs> Loads, but I don't think we have to do as much you know mechanics to clean them. I, I have to do absolutely zero mechanics <laughs> thanks to circumcision. <laughs> okay. So he goes on to say, porn, while being good in moderation, shows men penises that don't look like their own which only encourages self-esteem issues and sexual awkwardness and can also make a very dissatisfied sex life. I genuinely believe straight men do not see enough erect in-person penises because their own doesn't count. Well, how's a straight man going to see an erect in-person penis? I was just going to say, like, I, I've, I don't, think I don't need to. to see. I don't need to see it. I also think the Catholic school sex education system is hopeless. Even in non-religious secondary school, it's just about the sperm and the egg. I have never... And I never plan to talk about it with my family. But if I have my own family someday, I'm definitely going to make it very casual. I think it's very important to teach the next generation of children about sex as it is instead of being religiously induced. I very much appreciate people like you who seem so sex positive. I, I do think it's a lot to do with mentality and mindset and not psyching yourself out. Or like if you have one bad experience, it takes a long time. Then you like build it and you maybe make in your mind something that it isn't 100%. Let me tell you this. If I was a creator of sperm, I wouldn't want to leave it laying around. I feel like I would have a real psychological block about finishing anywhere near a stranger. I wouldn't be leaving it on anyone, in a bin, tied up in a condom. Mm. You can take cum out of your belly button and get pregnant with it if you're really so inclined. You should know that. You didn't know that? No, I did not. You've been living your life on the edge. Do you know what I mean? So I think this is interesting, especially with the original email that inspired this dick bash, is that when people are having all these hookups. Well, hookup culture is you can psych yourself out and it can be a bit like, what the hell am I doing halfway through? And like, I want to go home. And then you're like, <laughs> you're tapped out. Like you're, you're done. It's not like... The same thing as being in a relationship and being comfortable and being like, you know. Aw, have you ever been hooking up with someone and just think, I want to go home? Yeah. Aw, that makes me really it's, sad. A lot of men, it's more of the, you know, thrill of the, the chase. Yeah. And then once that's done, you're like, oh, fuck. And then yeah. I think you can psych yourself out. They should go home. Yeah, I mean, the clock strikes midnight. You know, <laughs> like, Fuck. Let's end on this one because it's a 71-year-old <clears throat> man. He has seen it all. I think he's going to be great on the subject, and we've read through so okay, many letters that today. sounds good. Also, dinner is ready. Catherine, I'm 71, uncircumcised, but no idea why. I'm of Swedish ancestry, so maybe that's why, but it was not common in 1949. I confess, I didn't spend any time looking at other guys during phys ed showers. What I've heard is that there may be health concerns for women the uncircumcised men can, if not cleanly, increase the rate of cervical cancer. I'm not sure if that's true or a justification. Oh, I think he's talking about HPV. Mm, Are you no. more likely to get HPV if you're uncircumcised? He's probably just talking like your basic UTIs, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think they had to deal with HPV then. Your basic UTIs. <laughs> you think HPV is new? Yeah. Maybe manufactured. Yeah, don't take the Gardasil vaccine. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a bad vaccine. 
So both my sons have preceded me that they were not circumcised in 1974 and 1976 because I found it to be a barbaric procedure. And my then divorced wife agreed, maybe reluctantly. I honestly don't recall. I did research on it. And when I found out how it was done and without anesthetic, I just thought absolutely not. My sons did ask me about that years down the road. And I told them only one had children. So one grandson who's also not circumcised. I've not heard of that lady's problem from the email per se, but I have heard of the desensitization issue. I can say that, well, all young males to begin with are too fast for most encounters, but control can be learned. I do agree that pornography creates many unrealistic impressions, and I've wondered myself how much enjoyment women can actually get out of pounding away. It seems to me that for most women I've been with, it's so very hard to tell whether she's actually satisfied unless you're in a longer-term relationship or with a very frank female who's willing to say something right then and there so one can help her to end this encounter. We used to speak so much more lovely. Mm-hmm. I'd prefer that, though I'm not active now, having stayed single, I'm retired, so my outlet is private, but it doesn't take long. I'd credit that to the glands still being sensitive. I love your shows and podcasts too. I wish we saw more of you here. Oh, your daughter's adorable. I'm glad you and Bobby found each other again. You're one of very few celebs I follow on Instagram. I don't actually care that much about celebrity. It having very little actual effect on my life as my interests run towards political issues and things I care about. I don't care what rich people do. It has zero meaning to my life, so I pay no attention. I only knew about Megan's new child, for instance, because I saw it on a bit of a newsletter that I get. I'm happy she lives her life as she chooses. I'm not a fan of royalty. I considered retiring back to Sweden briefly. When I found out they have royalty, I thought, fuck that. The very idea that someone's blood is better than another's by birth is ludicrous to me. Aw, and then he signs off his emails with a lovely, if today brings even one choice your way, choose to be the bringer of light. Yeah, very, very kind man. What a wonderful man. What a wonderful email to end on. Yeah. So, Bobby, you've been with us for the length of the dick spash, the full girth of the dick spash. Have you learned anything today? Has anything changed your mind? What is your takeaway from this evening? It's just nice to hear different takes on different dicks and circumcision. The ones that are later in life versus the ones that were born circumcised, not born circumcised, but soon after. It's interesting to hear the um, desensitization that some experience, which is a bit of a surprise, to be honest. Yeah. I feel greatly encouraged by how forthcoming all these men have been yeah. about their surgeries, about their dicks. Feels like if you have this tight foreskin problem, there's enough evidence that suggests you're going to have a really smooth surgery and you can fix it easily. I sort of still feel like if a baby is not broke, don't fix it. But it, it's, you know, if you had the choice, if I had the choice yeah, um, to be circumcised at 30, I would choose six months because I wouldn't even know what happened. Well, I think I'm completely like on the fence 50-50. What's good to hear is that we didn't receive letters from any truly traumatized, circumcised men. And I really think that we have dispelled these rumors that the reason all the American men in the original email that prompted this dick spash were pounding away, like that was definitely not due to them being circumcised. Yeah, no, no, no question. Cool. Well, thanks for being on Dick Spash. Thanks for having me. I love you. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. I love you. Isn't he the absolute greatest? He clearly is calm, way less traumatized than I am. 
We less traumatized than anyone I know. And he could honestly have a dick like an acorn. And I would love him and fancy him just as much. Disturbingly, I feel more on the fence than ever. I went into this dick bash like, no, circumcision never. But you know, I, I just, I think the more you look into any contentious issue, the more you can find yourself in the middle of it. I just don't know. Uh, lots of arguments both ways. Thank you so much to all the men and a few of the moms and a few of the women contributors who wanted to give their experience about who they've dated. I love that telling everybody everything has such a mixed audience. Long may that continue. Please email me about anything. It does not have to be your dick. The email address is telling everybody everything at gmail.com and I'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.